This audio recording is produced by Food Addicts in Recovery Anonymous, also known as FA. FA is a program based on the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. It is free and open to anyone who wants to stop eating addictively. The following is one FA member's story of recovery. The opinions expressed here are those of the individual member and do not represent FA as a whole. If you are new or uncertain about FA, we encourage you to listen to several stories to gain an understanding of what the program offers. For information on the FA program, please visit our website, foodaddicts.org. Hello. Welcome to this qualification meeting. I'm a food addict from Florida, and I'm your leader for this hour. After a moment of silence, would you please join me in the serenity prayer? God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Well, <laughs> um, I'll just start with my numbers. Um, okay, I was born in 1940. Uh, people were still suffering from the Depression, and um, food was important. Um, I was fat, always, always. My highest recorded weight was 256 pounds. And um, um, my last weigh-in was 110. And I hover between 108, 17, 110, somewhere around that area. I'm a great-grandmother, <laughs> proudly. And I'm a widow. I have two diseases going on in my life today. One is food addiction. One is multiple myeloma, which is a blood disease of cancer. And I treat them both the same way. I eat right, I exercise, I have support people to, that, I, that I go to, and, um, and I'm a, a very, very happy individual. And uh, I could really sit down right now. <laughs> um, I was heavy all my life, as I said. We had no money when uh, I, I came from Virginia, and uh, my father had two grocery stores. I'd have to buy my clothes in Woolworths because that's what we could afford. Food was plentiful, and my grandmother would always say, you know, eat everything on your plate because children in Europe are starving. <laughs> and I could never figure out how come if I ate everything on my plate, that would help them. <laughs> never could figure that one out. But I did it. And I did it all my life. And then the plate got smaller and the food got bigger. Um, it was, uh, it colored my life as, as it does anybody who is not feeling good about themselves. I suffered a lot from fear, doubt, and insecurity. And, um, and by the grace of God, if I work my program today, those things are uh, at, at a minimum. I'm not saying they're gone but they're definitely at a minimum. I come from a very critical, negative uh, family, a uh, mother, I should say mother, that side of my family. And, um, and that's how I was raised, critically and negatively. And, um, and that's what I knew, criticism and negativism, and that's what I passed on, unfortunately, to my children. You know, I didn't know any better. Uh, I try very hard not to be that way today, but it slips in, you know, I am not perfect. 
I um, am so grateful for the life I have today. I have had many um, bumps along the way. Um, I, uh, I was miserable in college because I couldn't stop eating, dropped out because my grades plummeted because I kept hitting the candy machines all night long, all day long. Um, I uh, got married the first time when I was 21. I knew it all, and uh, that lasted four months. I got married the second time when I was 23. That lasted 47 years. My husband passed away about three and a half years ago, and I didn't eat over it. Um, my history in F.A. is, uh, you know, one, uh, well, again, I was heavy all my life, gained at least 100 pounds with each pregnancy. I had three of them. And the in-between time was the time that I was so miserable, uh, and um, even more so than usual. I was a very unhappy person, took it out on my children, took it out on my husband, who was a saint, um, but again, he had his. He also had some um, addictive tendencies, but his were more workaholism, uh, smoking, um, uh, you know, different different things. Uh, certainly not food. That was not his thing. And he put up with me. I look back now at all the times that he put up with me. Of course, for me, it was like, oh, he's so terrible. He's this. He's that. But he put up with me. And I am able to see that today. I couldn't see it before. Uh, this program has shown that to me. It's opened my eyes big time. And um, I have three children, um, one in Israel, one in um, Atlanta, Georgia, and one uh, in Florida with me, uh, near me. And... Um, I've been blessed with 11 grandchildren and two great-grandchildren. I have, I have a blessed life. We have a wonderful fellowship where I am in Florida, a large one, an active one. A, um, many of us have been around for, for the in inception of F.A. in Florida. Um, first, we had the first meeting in West Palm Beach um, 20, almost 21 years ago. And that was the first meeting, from what I understand, outside of Boston. So um, a lot of blessings in my life, a lot. I uh, had gone, I had a situation at work, in my job, <coughs> excuse me, um, where uh, I had worked for these doctors for uh, over 20 years, and they had the nerve to retire. And here I am, you know, gigantic, and went to the insurance guy, and I said, and I was only in my early 50s, and I said, what am I going to do for insurance? I was on a group policy. Nobody questioned anything in those days on group policies. You just walked in, you did your 90 days, and you're on the policy. Uh, so he said, well, you know, you got a few problems here, and um, he says, if I can get you a policy for just 12 months. That's it. That's all you can have is 12 months. It's basically for college students. But I can get you on it. So not being too stupid, I said, well, how much weight would I have to lose in order to get regular insurance after that? And he gave me a figure, and I said, hmm, I'll try it. So I did. I um, cut out 
sugar things because everybody knew in those days that, you know, desserts aren't good. I didn't know about bread. Uh, I meant to mention that. Uh, but desserts weren't good. So I cut out desserts, and I didn't know what a normal-sized portion was. I had no idea. So I'd have to, when I went out with our friends to eat, I'd have to look and see what they ate because I didn't know what an, I just ate everything. I would out-eat my whole family at any one sitting. My husband, my three little kids, and I would eat more than all four of them put together. Huge, huge quantity eater. Thank God for the scale. Thank God for our scale. Um, and um, so I proceeded to uh, embark on that journey. Thirteen months later, um, I'd lost 110 pounds and um, thought I was doing pretty good. You know, it was still, I was like, I was in my 50s. I was a grandmother, and I, I was about a size 12 or 14. I figured, that's pretty good, you know, from a 26 and a half. I'll take it. And uh, we went away on a vacation. And um, when we were in, the, in another country, and we, when we were in this country, the only thing they gave you, in addition to the room that you paid a fortune for, was um, a breakfast uh, and uh, table after table after table of um, things. And I was able to find things that I thought were healthy or, or that I could eat and, and not, I didn't want to put on any weight. We were gone for three weeks. So, uh, but they also had something that was, I knew from the States, was non-fat. What I didn't know was that it was laced with sugar. And I started eating that, and it got me. It absolutely took over my life. We got back to the States, and that's all I could do was think about it, dream about it, have it with everything and without anything. I, it was, I would go into the... Uh, big box stores and buy 48 ounce sizes of it and finish it off in three days. You know, I mean, it was, it was ridiculous. In a minute, I put on six pounds. Scared the living daylights out of me. So I called my friend in uh, Miami who was trying to sell me a food addiction program. Uh, not, I'm sorry, a 12-step food program. And uh, I said, what was the name of that thing again? And he told me, and I called the uh, local people in West Palm Beach and um, went ahead and um, got started. That was in um, August. Uh, this August will be 21 years. I'm very blessed there was somebody doing what we do today whose sister lived in Boston who was being sponsored... <laughs> by somebody that we, you know, those of those been around a long time, a lot of recovery, and, um, and she was my first sponsor. Unfortunately, she's no longer in the program, but uh, I am, and I'm very grateful. And I'm grateful to be here and able to share that with you because uh, there were so many ways to come into this program, and I was just blessed. I used to, when I would share my story, I used to say, well, it was my friend who told me this, who told me that. It was God. It was God leading me to this situation, having this gentleman tell me about it, putting it in my head to make that phone call. Um, I had a couple of rough years. A couple of years when I came in, it was very difficult. 
very hard for me. I would, I would have a few months and then and break my absence. Or I'd have a few weeks, or I'd have a couple days. This went on, for, actually I sponsored for 10 days at one point. Um, never know what happened to that poor lady. <laughs> um, and that went on for two years. Then I was blessed. I was able to stay absent for um, almost nine years. And I didn't realize until afterwards how I had done nothing but white knuckling for over eight and a half years, holding on for dear life. And I didn't even realize it. I, I just kept saying to my sponsor, you know, when am I going to be neutral around the food? I heard people talking about neutrality around the food. What is that? You know, what does that mean? I don't get it. And I didn't. Um, and then a series of circumstances led me to think that I could line up six cans of a diet soda, sugar-free, in front of my meal one night. And I proceeded to drink them all. And then, two o'clock in the morning, I'm thinking, well, you know, it was a uh, flavored thing, but that flavor comes from a certain bean that uh, could possibly have meant I broke my abstinence. Well, at 2.30 in the morning, I wasn't thinking too clearly. I wouldn't have broken my abstinence. I would have been out of my AWOL, but I wouldn't have broken my abstinence. But then I thought, since not knowing what I was doing, I had some other abstinent foods in the refrigerator and in the cupboard, and I attacked them. It was all abstinent food, and I ate like there was no tomorrow. And that was the beginning of the end <laughs> for me for a long time. I actually, I actually got back on track white-knuckling it for three more weeks, and then it was Mother's Day weekend, that I, um, which was a few months, a few weeks later, three weeks later, that I uh, started my journey of one year of total, total not, not being able to stop eating. It was horrendous. It was the worst thing. It was worse than childbirth. It was the worst pain I have ever been through in my life. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy, honest to goodness. I put on close, 85, 90 pounds. I wasn't keeping track. I just, I'd go, but the one thing I did do was go to a meeting every single day. I never missed a day. I never not had a sponsor. They left me, they, they dropped me right and left, but I always got somebody else. You know, I begged, I, <laughs> I just begged people. And I'd always get somebody and, you know, they would only keep me so long and I couldn't stop eating. And people have their own rules and regulations about people who can't stop eating. Um, it's hard for me today to let go of somebody who's in trouble like that because I know what I went through. I know how hard it was for me. And I, get, I'm, I sponsor entirely differently today than I did before that. By the grace of God, one year and just a few days went by. I was in total misery and agony, and I guess, you know, I hit a bottom. I kept praying for a bottom, and I got one, and I got several. And um, by the grace of God... Uh, I was able to stop, and um, this past April made it nine years ago. Yeah. So I stand before you, a very renewed person, 
And, you know, my, my uh, friend kept saying to me, you're going to have some story to tell someday. And I'd say, oh, who cares? <laughs> you know, just get me out of this pain. It was so painful, so painful. My, my, worst, my worst bottom that, that, that happened was, and, and the only thing is, too, but I forgot to mention, nine days out of ten, I would eat on my way to every meeting and on my way home. I could not stop. There was one day, I remember I went to this one sweet place, and um, I racked up. I went four times to four different ones. They were all around the neighborhood. And I racked up a $45 bill just from that alone. It, it, it played havoc with my finances, with my head, with my body, with my everything. Everything was horrible. Um, I, forgot, I forgot where I was going. Um, Oh, my worst, my very worst thing involved that sort of stuff. Um, I come back from a meeting. There was one of these places right across the street from this meeting. My car automatically went in. I mean, there was no stopping me. There was no stop. And I'd go to the meeting with food all over me, with smelling of certain smells that you know immediately have, are not abstinent food. And, um, and I was miserable and... and People would say to me, keep coming to the meetings because we take one look at you and we know we never want to go there. <laughs> you, know, you don't know the service that you're doing us by coming to all the meetings. And um, so I kept going. <laughs> um, but my, I, I left that one meeting, that one day, and somebody had been yelling at me at the meeting. I mean, he was just raining and raving and... He'd been in the food himself and, you know, knew it all and was, was really giving me a hard time. And I went across the street. I mean, I, my car could not miss it. It had to go into this place. And I went in and I ordered quite a bit of stuff with a cup of something I shouldn't have also, with all kinds of stuff in it that I shouldn't have. And um, sat down. Oh, I, and, and so she, and you know, as a food addict, you know what you like. And you know what you want, and if it's wrong, you don't let them know. That's not what I ordered. <laughs> so I told her, and she said, oh, that's okay. Because I said, here, take some of these back. No, 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 just keep them. Just keep them, I'll give you more. <laughs> oh, my God, I had enough for five people. And I sat there, and I ate all of it. With tears running down my face, I couldn't not eat eat it. There was a garbage can across the room, and I, I kept looking at that garbage can. Please, God, let me throw it away. Couldn't do it. I had to eat it. The food just really, really owned me. It was a horrendous experience, and um, but that was definitely my worst bottom. And uh, by the grace of God, uh, a few weeks later, I was, he gave me the gift and um, my friend kept saying, you know, you'll have some wonderful story to tell someday. No, no. I am, though. I'm so grateful. My whole life changed from that. Everything I think about, uh, my connection with God is so much stronger today. I sponsor differently. Um, everything in my life has changed. My relationships with my children are changing. Uh, I think they still 
uh, see me way back when, and, and um, but I feel it. You know, may, they may not see it, they may not understand it. I understand that I'm a different person today, and I'm very grateful for that. Um, this program has given me, you know, we were asked to, on a little sheet of paper, they said, uh, tell about your experience and how you uh, live your life with F.A. F.A. is my life. I mean, I don't stop and think about things. It's who I am. It's what I do. It cha it, it's how I live my life today. Um, and, uh, and I'm so grateful because I have such peace. Most of the time, I'm human, and people will, uh, especially family people, uh, will get to me every now and then. And, um, and, you know, thank God for sponsors. Thank God for fellowship. Um, we've got... Uh, in our area, like I said, we've got a lot of recovery in our area, and I'm very grateful that, you know, a lot of people I can go to and dump on and say, you know, help me with this. Help me with that. What I, what I really want to let you know is there's so much hope in this recovery. Nothing else worked. I was on a, all my life, I tried, I battled this disease I didn't know it was food addiction. I just know that I couldn't stop eating. But I had, I did everything you can think of. All the different, the the um, the uh, the liquid stuff, and then all the other diet programs, and went to a doctor for different things. And oh my gosh, I tried them all because I was just so miserable all the time, um, and uh, got very, very, very depressed one time too. So, um, and it showed with my children. It really did. I, they did not deserve the mother they had all those years. Thank God they came out okay, because I guess they had the father they had all those years. But, um, you know, thank God they're wonderful and productive human beings today and raising beautiful children. But, um, you know, I, I don't know how I was blessed to have, I don't know how I was blessed to come into these rooms. I don't know how I was blessed to have the fellowship I have, to have all of you to talk to, to mingle with, to come to these conventions. I'm just, um, you know, just so grateful for the life that I've been led to. Um, I have, uh, I have other addictions. I have control as an addiction of mine. Shopping is an addiction of mine, and I have ways of trying to work with those as well, um, and um, I have my systems that I try to put in place, and it's all because I don't eat, because if I were in the food, I wouldn't care about these, and I didn't care about these other things. As a matter of fact, I had no self-worth either. I can remember I would go in when I was heavy, I would go into a store, and I would always and never leave the store without asking, if my husband doesn't like this dress or outfit or whatever it was, can I bring it back? And I would go to him, and I would have to try it on first thing and say, okay, what do you think? And he'd give me an opinion. If he liked it, okay, I'd keep it. If he didn't, I took it back because I had no sense of what I liked, what I didn't like. And um, to, <laughs> as things evolved, I can remember um, his uh, saying to me, you walked in the house with all these bags of new stuff, and you didn't even try it on for me. I said, I know, you'll see it when I get to wear it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it just, that was a huge change in my life, huge. 
um, there were there was an, a situation where he was my husband was sick for many years. He was quite a bit old. He was 17 years older than me, and he did pass away three and a half years ago. Um, and I was a caretaker, and my um, my uh, fellowship was wonderful. They brought meetings to my house when I couldn't leave. Um, I was co-leading an AWOL, and uh, I can remember that I got a call from the lady who was watching him one evening saying, you better get home, this is going on. I had to just leave from the AWOL and, you know, and, and, and go right from the front of the room. I felt terrible having to leave. But, um, you know, this program has given me um, a sense of, excuse me, purpose, a sense of well, uh, um, uh, well-being. Um, it's given me all the things I missed growing up. You know, I missed out on how to live my life. I didn't know. I didn't have very good teachers either. Um, my mother, unfortunately, was, I look back now, filled with fear, doubt, and insecurity. Filled with it. And she passed that on. Um, my father was a sickly man. He died um, when I was 23. He was 49. And, my, mo- and uh, my sister died when I was 33. She was 29. So I had a lot of loss in my life and didn't know how to handle that either. You know, I just, I just did not know how to handle life. I am so grateful for sponsors who lead, for sponsors who guide and help, and uh, for fellowship everywhere. Um, because, <laughs> my friend says, it's, uh, you know, F.A. is like uh, having the yellow pages anytime you need something. There's somebody who has that same situation or has been through it or who can help you. And, um, and that's the person that, uh, you know, you can pick up that phone and, and get that help at any time you want. Uh, I love these conventions. I... Have had to miss three, unfortunately, as time's gone on for uh, family things that work at the same time. But other than that, um, this is uh, such an infusion for me to come and mingle and be with everyone and meet people who I've only spoken with on the phone and get to see them face to face and to meet old friends. And although <laughs> you'll notice that I'm having a real hard time with names today. <laughs> just can't remember people's names anymore. I am 73, so there's a little bit of, you know, uh, I, I, it's allowed. It's allowed. Um, I am on chemo but it, for, for the uh, multomyeloma, but it's a little pill I take 21 days on and, and seven days off. And my only, uh, thank God, my only um, uh, reaction from that is I'm going to get a little tired in the afternoon. That's all. So I lie down for a little while. And that's it. And I'm done. And sometimes I don't get a chance to lie down. And I'm still done. <laughs> <laughs> and I go on with my day and I go on with my life and it's a full life and it's a wonderful life. I'm blessed with wonderful neighbors. I just, um, when my husband was very, very sick, he asked the neighbor next door to please look after me. I didn't find this out until a few months ago because I kept thanking him and thanking him for doing this and doing that. Every little thing, I'd call him up and say, I need help. And he'd come because I'm living in the same house I lived in for 47 years. And, um, yeah, so, yeah, we were married, yeah. 
we were married about 40, not, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> trying to think. Um, but anyway, and I, I thanked him. He said, don't thank me. He says, uh, he says, Jim asked me to, you know, look after you. That was the first I'd heard of that. So I've been blessed through my lifetime. I have truly been blessed. How God led me to this wonderful group, I don't know. And, and I'm not questioning it. I'm just grateful. And um, uh, what can I talk about some more? I'm trying to keep it brief. Um, I, I, giving service in our area is very, very important. And I'm sure it's, it's important wherever we go. And I've been blessed. That's one of the things that I learned early on. Give service. Show up. Do for someone else. Uh, give of yourself, your time. I think the big book has a whole thing of it. The 24-hour-a-day book talks about it all the time. And, um, and that is such a blessing to me. I can remember one time, five-something in the morning, driving down the, the superhighway, going to pick up somebody an hour away, take them to a hospital another 45 minutes to an hour away, and thinking, what am I doing? It's pitch dark out. And I'm here, and I'm driving all this, and I'm taking her. Oh, my gosh. And you know what? I got there. I got her. So much gratitude. I stayed there with her while she had her surgery. And um, so grateful at the end of the day that I had done that. Um, and, um, and that's what this program teaches us, giving service. You know, getting out of ourselves, doing for someone else, um, not being... Because for me, it was all about me. You know, I was miserable, so it was all about me because of my misery. Um, and today I try to try to understand the other person, really try to understand them. I didn't have the capacity to understand anybody when I was miserable myself, and I was so into myself. So uh, I give service by co-leading AWOLs. I give service by showing up for different meetings and taking positions there. I give service by just answering the telephone. You know, I try to do that. <laughs> it's, um, it's hard sometimes. I get behind, but, you know, I do the best I can with that. Um, this program has just uh, given me truly a life second to none. Truly. I have a friend who would say, you know, if I, if I could just paint you a picture of recovery. And I can't. You can't paint that picture, but uh, you can try to live it. And I'm trying to live the recovery that God has put in front of me. All I have to do is say, show me the way. Just show me where I need to go. Tell me what I need to do next. These are my prayers. How can I help the next person? How can I be of service? How can I get, get out of myself, get out of my self-centeredness? How can I get rid of some of my defects I want to get rid of all of them, but I'm not going to be picky about it, you know. <laughs> just get rid of as many as I can, and, um, and just as, for as long as I can, because that's an ongoing process for me, because the defects kind of come up and hit you in the tushy every now and then, you know. So um, anyway, and I'm, I'm just so grateful that um, F.A. has given me such, a, you know, a blueprint for living, and um, when I'm doing the things that are suggested and doing what 
um, other people ask of me, then my life is just beautiful, wonderful, terrific. And I go to bed with a smile on my face. I read, and I've gotten to the point where not only do I read two pages of the big book, but now I read two pages of the F.A. book every night, too. And that's my second time around. I'm almost finished with the second time around. When I picked it up last year at the, at the conference, um, I had it almost completely read by the time I got home. I mean, I couldn't wait for that book, and I love it. And I love all the literature, and I love the people in this program. I have a, um, just a one, all of you, I have just a, a, I don't know, I can't even describe it. From the, top, the person that I was 21 years ago is so different than the person I am today. If I can love myself, then I can love someone else. If I can remember that God loves all of his children, and I am a child of God, then I can remember that um, I am loved, loving, and lovable. And that is something that I really fought. I didn't think that was possible. I really didn't. I was so unloving So to me. And, uh, and I felt that way to others. So I just uh, thank you all for coming. And um, just remember, I don't eat no matter what. No matter what, I don't eat. Thanks. Please join me in a moment of silence and the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Thank you for listening to this audio recording. To hear additional recordings or to learn more about Food Addicts and Recovery Anonymous, you can visit our website, foodaddicts.org.